Even though I had specifically gone to our office administrator, Amy, <laughs> whose job entails putting out the birthday greetings of whoever's yeah. birthday mm-hmm. it is. We have a big video display board here in our common area and has, you know, a picture of the person and happy birthday and like three, four things they like and all this stuff. I'm like, I went to her weeks ago. I'm like, hey, take me off that list. Yeah, I want to be on the big and board. And they're fine with that. Like companies like, okay, She's if like, you yep, want to be great. on there, that's fine. Eric sends an email to the entire <laughs> staff. Hey, there's cake because it was Vinny's birthday. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just about 6.12 on this Tuesday morning, a week now. Since that little boy went missing in Two Rivers, a Manitowoc County three-year-old Elijah Vu reported missing last Tuesday morning. But, Eric, the more we learn about the home situation that this child was in, the more ominous the potential outcome of any search for him appears. Yeah, so both his mom and his caregiver were in the... Caregiver in quotes. Oh, right, Heavy good point. quotes. Were in court yesterday. So Katrina Bauer had told police that she sent her three-year-old to stay with Jesse Vang, whom she was having a relationship with because she wanted her three-year-old to be a man. So it was almost like punishment that he was going to help discipline this boy and show him the way. And that ultimately was making him stand in the corner, not letting him play with the one toy he had in the apartment, um, giving him cold showers because he messed his diaper. Three. Yeah, three, three years old, old three-year-old kid, and apparently he went missing, according to Vang. After he woke up, he sent his own kid to school, gave uh, the little boy a, a, some cereal, went back to bed, and when he woke up, the boy was gone. He, after he told the boy to pray, stand and pray by where he was sleeping, uh, where Vang was sleeping, and then he woke up a few hours later, kid was gone, and he called 911. These were some of the punishments that, and were all of these details revealed in two criminal complaints issued against uh, Jesse Vang and the mom whom Eric mentioned, Katrina Bauer. Uh, they're both charged with child neglect. Yep, yep. And then the other charge for the mom, Bauer, is obstructing an officer because they say she lied a couple times about her yeah. whereabouts. So she says she wasn't in that area when the boy went missing. Well, they did some research on that and forensic evidence would indicate she was in that area, but still no sign of the boy. They keep searching different areas for the child. I, I, I suppose there is that opportunity or possibility the three-year-old ran out of the apartment. You'd think, though, that a three-year-old would be easy to spot if he ran away from this kid. It sounds like he was afraid of Vang. He was, he was afraid of this guy. Of course he was, right? Yeah. So, right, best case scenario would be yeah, in that moment when Vang fell asleep, this little guy who was being asked to once again stand in, right. quote unquote, time out literally for hours, hours, just said, I'm out of here and somehow left the the home. Three is really young. But three and, and we're a week. Yeah. We're a week out. So if there was if, if there was any hope, it was that he got out of that house. But right. Being a week out now, uh, signs are not good. No, and there's still a large scale canvassing of the area in uh, Manitowoc County. They're still searching many different spots, looking through different areas, but no sign of Elijah Vu. 614 Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstadt and Vince Vetrano. 
616 on Wisconsin's Morning News. This Tuesday morning, Brewers play this afternoon. we got the Angels in spring training. This is uh, not an on-the-air broadcast game for the crew. Our next broadcast tomorrow afternoon, and it's a sexy matchup for spring training. Wednesday, we host the Cubs and American Family Fields of Phoenix, which means going head-to-head with former manager Craig Council. You know, we talked a bit about our new manager, Pat Murphy, how he sees things. He's an interesting cat. I really like this guy. And we've got a young team, obviously a lot of new names being called up. Manager Pat Murphy leaning into this being a young team. There's nothing worse than than older guy arrogance in the clubhouse, right? That's right. Like, don't run in front of me. What the hell are you doing running in front of me? You know, that kind of bullshit. <laughs> ah, yes. Nothing worse than older guy arrogance. Right? And so he doesn't want the vets pushing around the young guys. I mean, look, there's going to be some hazing and sure. some goofing on the yeah. rookies and stuff like that. That's part of camp, right? But I was listening to a bit of the game Monday. Brewers lost to the Reds 8-3. to A lot of names in the lineup I didn't recognize. Like, I didn't know <laughs> when we were up to bat or not. You know, like, who's <laughs> that this happens. Oh, I think I heard of him. Okay. So if, if you're waiting for Murphy to get bent out of shape over the final score of some of these spring training games, you're going to be waiting a long time. He wants these guys to get their time, do their stuff, compete hard. That's what he's looking at. More importantly, you know, while he values veteran leadership, it seems Murphy's really looking to the young guys to inspire the older guys with their energy. The old guys can see that and say, yeah, that's the love of the game. That's that passion. That's that being in the present moment. That's what it's about, being in that present moment. In my opinion, that's what this whole thing's about. That's how they're successful. Older guys. How old are they? 29? Yeah, (laughs) they're the best. But they already got paid. Some of them got kids. They got other stuff going on. And, you know, they may have a dream job, but it's still a job. So, right, these young guys are in there. They fire up these old guys. Bucks in Charlotte tonight on WTMJ. College Hoops Wisconsin plays at Indiana tonight. Still some fallout from that Wake Forest win over Duke. You see the story over the weekend. Wake Wake stays unbeaten at home, 15-0. The students have stormed the court as Wake hangs on to beat the Students stormed the court as Wake Forest beats Duke. And as that happened, Kyle Filipowski, he's a a Duke star, was injured during during the court storming. Got his knee sprained up. Not sure yet how he's going to do, but he did sprain his knee. Coach uh, John Shire, again, the Duke head coach, yesterday saying, got to stop with the court storm. Players and, and coaches and officials are the only people that belong on a court. And uh, so, yes, something should be done now, like immediately. Very curious to see how this plays out. Now, there have been some schools that have put up like a rope and had security there, but even then. Oh, right. And good luck with that rope. Yeah, and even right. then there's been court storming. I don't know how you fix this. It's gotten a little out of hand recently where we've seen players getting banged up. Caitlin Clark from Iowa, she got hurt in a court storming earlier this year. I just, right, you hate to be the, it's one of the coolest things to yeah, see. Yeah. The kids are going nuts, especially when it's college. Kids are going nuts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's really cool. But right, the the possibility of somebody getting seriously hurt, the security concern with what it is, like what other sport do you get to like be next to the players and just like storming them? (laughs) Right. Right. You just don't. Right. Storm the tennis court at at Wimbledon. You don't see that. But it's not college. Right. It's not. Right. But so, yeah, as long as everybody's cool and doing their thing. But right. Uh, Interesting debate ahead. 619 Wisconsin's Morning News. Yugi Milwaukee International Auto Show is underway. Runs every day through the weekend at the Baird Center downtown. Our Debbie Lazica stopped down at the show to share what's up. Every year we get a new batch of brand new, some concept, some way out there cars 
all at the Milwaukee International Auto Show. This year is no different, but I wanted to get a closer look at some of the new technology trends we may be seeing in the near future. Senior editor at Auto Trader Jason Fogelson says there's all sorts of new technology integrating with cars now, and some of the most impressive have to do with driver safety. That is one of the main reasons to look at a new car over an older car, uh, is because safety features get more and more ingrained in vehicles and become more common. Protecting you from the outside world to watching how you're driving your car, it's all becoming part of the driving experience. My favorite safety feature is forward emergency braking. And what this does, it uses a sensor in the front of the car to detect obstacles in your path. And if you don't brake in time, the car will brake for you. And it may not help you avoid an accident, but it'll certainly lower your speed and mitigate that. Even if you aren't paying close enough attention, your car can help save you. Sales associate at our partners at Hall Mazda in Brookfield, Brandon Schimitz, says Mazda is starting to introduce another feature. It'll have unresponsive driver support if it recognizes that you are deviating lanes, you know, or things like that just due to, like, say, a heart attack. It'll bring the vehicle to a stop and it'll turn the vehicle off, turn on your hazards, and call the EMS for you so you get the proper care. So you can rest easy knowing that if anything happens, your car's got your back. Driving a car nowadays is more than just sitting and waiting until you get to your destination. It can also be a productive time, as long as you're being safe about it. AI is jumping into the arena with this. It'll allow you to integrate your smartphones seamlessly, devices, iPads, etc. You can order things from a shopping list while you're driving. If you forget something and need a reminder when you get home, you can do all that kind of stuff too. And it goes beyond just updating your grocery list. How about getting around? Fogelson says it should be seamless. You're already seeing it happen. Uh, there's Google AI in some vehicles now, and it can do things like predict where you're headed based on where you've been before. So your navigation system becomes a partner with you in where you want to go. Um, there, there are a lot of uh, intersections between tech companies and car companies. Uh, we're going to see that more and more and more. And you know, your handheld device, your smartphone, uh, becomes part of of the experience of driving your car. A little creepy if it guesses where you're headed, but it's kind of cool too. Rest assured there'll be plenty more bells and whistles where that came from. Tune in tomorrow for part two where I go over the latest in EV technology. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. If you listen to the Brewers' last couple of spring training games, you hear a lot of names you don't recognize. Dom Catronio reports from spring training in Arizona says that's all by design. We'll have his report coming up at 645. More than a half a century after Americans first set foot on the moon... Boy, we're having a <laughs> darn hard time getting back there. Okay, so you remember the OD landing, right? The Odessa's lunar lander. It did make it to the desolate south pole of the moon. However, the CEO of the company that built it said, uh, upon touchdown... We might have fractured that landing gear and tipped over gently. Well, whether it was gentle or not, it tipped over. <laughs> so, unfortunately, today's the last day Odie will survive. So what it had like solar panels that was going to power it, right? And yes. And the be- panels aren't facing the sun. Correct. Because the lander, nicknamed Odie, tipped onto its side after touching down on the moon, its solar panels are receiving only partial sunlight, which will dramatically shorten Odie's battery life. Intuitive Machines spent about $100 million on the lander, but collected about $118 million from the NASA payload it carried. ABC's Jim Ryan. So today is the unfortunate end because it'll, it'll just run out of battery life after today. Wait, is this, 
I know different parts, different people, different mission. But if we're supposed to have people walking around up on the moon in a couple of years, I guess this. Um, they don't seem too worried about that, given that what this the nature of this mission yeah. was compared to people sure, walking right. up there. That this this does not give them. I mean, obviously, you wanted it to work. Well, the whole plan was to land, right? <laughs> I mean, right. Were they going to do other things? Yes. Though? Yeah, they I'm had okay. other experiments. Okay, do, well, right. the, the big mission part, number right. one yes. landed. Well, they did it. Yeah, kind of. Six thirty-eight on Wisconsin's morning news. Six forty-one on Wisconsin's morning news. Worst birthday of all time at work, but maybe one of the great pranks of all time. <laughs> Worst birthday, really? At work. <laughs> oh, right. come on. God, you guys got me good. <laughs> and what's funny is it got progressively worse during the day. Now, if you were listening on Monday, it's 11 minutes up. after 8 on this Monday morning, want to bring in WTMJ happy meteorologist. Birthday no. to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to The singers. I mean, Your that was face. super over the top. <laughs> Your face is priceless. To And then it continued. Yeah, there was more. <laughs> as I have detailed, I just treat my Thanks birthday to the cool as not beans, a big deal. Yes, I <laughs> right. Know. Anyway, go ahead. And so I actually was going to compliment Eric and Greg. It was my birthday over the weekend. I'm like, you guys were true friends. You didn't text me on my birthday. You know I don't care about it. It's not like an old guy thing. I just I just don't care. I'm not interested in the attention that comes with it. Yeah, People yeah. coming all day. Ooh, happy birthday. Like. It didn't accomplish anything. Everybody's got a birthday. So sure. to me, it's not special, and I don't care, and that's fine. <laughs> so then you guys, knowing that, just crushed me all day with the birthday <laughs> greetings and the stuff, and it was all on the radio. Mm-hmm. And then It was great. And then there's cake. Eric brought cake. <laughs> that's right. It was a little cake. With yeah. candles. It dabbed. was a little one. He lit the candles upstairs in the... <laughs> well, what else space. was he supposed to do? Well, Smash I'll it in your you. face? Then what else Ooh. he did was then... Even though I had specifically gone to our office administrator, Amy, <laughs> whose job entails putting out the birthday greetings of whoever's yeah. birthday mm-hmm. it is. We have a big video display board here in our common area and has, you know, a picture of the person and happy birthday and like three, four things they like and all this stuff. I'm like, I went to her weeks ago. I'm like, hey, take me off that list. Yeah, and I want to be on the big and board. And they're with fine the- with that. Like companies like, okay, sure. if you yep, want to be on great. there, that's fine. Eric sends an email to the entire <laughs> staff. Hey, there's cake because it was Vinny's birthday. He didn't give all the details, though, really about what you like. And right. Stuff. Well, and then I, sh- oh, I should have, Debbie. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah, Vince likes Mike's long walks golf. on the beach. <laughs> Pina coladas. <laughs> on top of that, then, a lot of folks here didn't know the backstory of how I really don't like my birthday. They just knew it was my birthday. All day. Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> hey, the birthday boy. Hey, hey you're welcome. Oh, it killed me all day. One of the great pranks of all time, which I was talking to my family about it. I'm like, I have to acknowledge like this was hard on me. I did not want this. It was a great bit. <laughs> I knew you'd, I knew that you'd appreciate the effort. Maybe not the actual sentiment, but the effort. Did you set up a thing so they can see the singing? Oh yeah, people? yeah, yeah. So if you want to see uh, Vince's reaction when <laughs> the Cool Beans came in to sing without him realizing, how it. do I appreciate this without looking like a sourpuss? That's <laughs> that's what was going because well, I appreciated mind. the ladies. They're wonderful. <laughs> of course, they yeah, sounded they're, great. They're but very like, nice. I didn't want this. So text birthday. <laughs> Okay, to great. To the WDTMJ talking text line. Birthday, we'll send you a link with the video. 855-616-1620. Happy, happy birthday to you. Yes! Yes! Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano.
Brewers and Angels this afternoon in spring training. Next broadcast game on WTMJ will be tomorrow afternoon. We'll face Craig Council and the Cubs with a 2 p.m. broadcast time on WTMJ. You listen to the game a bit on Monday afternoon. Brewers lost to the Reds 8-3. to A lot of young guys playing. At some point, you know, when you just tune in, you're like, who's up? Is this our team or their <laughs> Didn't even know Don't who know was all these guys. Then you hear a name, you recognize wow. like, Okay, we're up to bed. So manager Pat Murphy, not particularly interested in what he calls winning the Cactus League crown. He's about getting our young team the work that they need. WTMJ's Dom Catronio, host of Brewers Extra Innings, reports from spring training. Youth has always served the first week or so of spring training between pitch limits and letting the veterans rest before the long season. We've already had glimpses at the future of the Brewers in games. It's about, you know, getting the opportunity to, to make things happen. It's getting the opportunity to, to see guys in different situations. But it's hard to get it all in in one day. But, and find out about these young kids, give them some opportunities, see how they react to things, you know. Manager Pat Murphy. One of those young guys is Brewers first rounder Brock Wilkin. Already with two hits and two walks in his first handful of spring training games. He knows third base is a position of need, maybe even in the near future. You kind of got to stay in the moment, right? You got to stay where your feet are. And, um, you know, it's, it's not up to me. Uh, it's, it's ultimately not up to me. So being able to, to just go out there and play and um, stay locked in in the moment is kind of doing my thing. The Brewers are in Tempe today to visit the Angels. Jansen Junk is on the mound against his former team, against Zach Plezak. First pitch is at 210. Reporting from Phoenix, Dominic Catronio, WTMJ. To the NBA, Bucks in Charlotte tonight right here on WTMJ. And speaking of the NBA, crazy story out in New York. The Knicks escaped with a 113-111 victory over the Pistons on Monday night. But there was an obvious foul call in the waning moments of the game. Uh, DiVincenzo tackled a guy, and they didn't call it. And it would it could have flipped the game. <laughs> That's our guy, DiVincenzo, yeah. right? And uh, Pistons coach Monty Williams... Livid. We had a chance to win the game, <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA oh. game. <laughs> the referee uh, James Williams, the crew chief, standing right on top of the play, was right there when it was all happening in the closing seconds. Upon post game review, he said. Yeah, we deprived the opportunity of the game. We should have called a, a loose ball foul there. I appreciate him owning it. Yeah, they own it, but it doesn't. The know. absolute oh, worst call <laughs> of the season. No call. And enough's enough. Yeah, so the coach is a little fired. And I got nope, nothing still, else to say. Still going. <laughs> fair game. Still and that was not fair. I'm done. All right, he's done. Right. The well, absolute okay, worst call yeah, of right, the season. All right, all right no coach. Call. Oh, Pistons are just on the outside looking in on the playoff race. What do they want, like six games? Maybe. Right? 6.49 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Program a two-time sports writer of the year for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Lori Nickel on the line with us this Wednesday morning. Lori, Eric was talking earlier about this controversy over storming the court, which as a fan, I love when your team, particularly when it's college kids, right? And they're excited about their team winning yeah. a big game. You knock off the number one team in the land. What do you do? You storm the court. But it's it is, I have to say, it does appear to be getting a little dangerous. Yeah, do you remember, were you around, uh, remember in 1993 when Wisconsin beat Michigan in football and there was that huge Camp Randall crush and all those students, there were like 73 people hurt back then. I mean, this isn't something new. Um, this has been happening, you know, for a while now. You'll see clips 
on Twitter and on YouTube in the 1980s in particular with the NBA games where fans are literally like two inches off the court at the end of the games and stuff like that. If you're a Celtics fan or a Detroit Pistons fan, I, you know, it's a little concerning to me. It's not something that I like really. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you the media and reporters used to sit on the court <laughs> and yeah, we would right. kind of not, we wouldn't hold people back, but we were kind of a natural barrier to slow people down. And now that's non-existent. Um, fans pay a lot of money to sit on those seats <clears throat> to be really close. So, you know, I think some of this has been uh, teams and pro- programs have been kind of inviting this problem a little bit just because of, of what they have going on right on court side. I don't know how you fix it. <laughs> I, unless there was like you get a citation if you're caught on the quarter. I, I know that some schools will put up a rope. Right. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> 10,000 right. students storming the floor. Yeah, I just don't know how you right. fix it. Yeah, you golfers like your ropes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, th- those ropes don't do anything. I think the fix is going to be with AI and with um, cameras and videos going where the only way you'd be able to do is identify people after the fact and then have possible prosecution or, or whatever. But again, you know, during games, I still marvel right now when I see fans ordering food and drinks and on their phones and taking stuff during the game, like not even during a timeout. And even with like the Milwaukee Bucks, they've got this really cool fan experience where pregame they invite certain fans and kids onto the court and even invite the kids onto the court to pass to the coach who then passes to Damian Lillard, you know, (laughs) during pregame warmups. I mean, Where's the line? It's very blurry right now. I've seen Damian Lillard tell fans, hey, can, sorry, can you move? I got to get my practice corner three point jumpers up. Like, can you move, please? Well, I yeah, mean, they're I'm working. A, I mean, right. The whole thing is working. about the fans, and there is no NBA without the fans and all that stuff. That said, this is their job and their profession. If they got to do stuff to get their work in, like, it can't inhibit them. Right. And how, you know, you don't want the players to get hurt. Um, you know, even the photographers are pretty close, so that can be dangerous. Plus, you got to remember, you know, not if you're wearing any other shoe other than a sneaker onto the court, that's still taboo to me. You shouldn't be, you know, I don't, even if they're not varnished anymore, that basketball court is supposed to be clean and pristine. And if you have boots on or scrubby shoes or whatever, you shouldn't even be on the court anyway. Um, but I, again, I just don't know how you fix it. In college basketball, it's the greatest thrill, thrill ever. I went to Indiana um, in the Bob Knight era, and we weren't even allowed to taunt the opposing team's players shooting a free throw. We never stormed the court. We just, Bob Knight would have yelled at all of us. Say, like, probably more <laughs> fear of Bob throw Knight. A chair at you. <laughs> throw a chair at you. <laughs> it's a culture thing, right? It's a culture thing. So, um, yeah, I, I always worry for the players in those circumstances. Lori Nickel with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Always love talking Thank to you, Lori. Lori. Take care. Happy birthday. Take care. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>